Hello everyone and welcome once again to The Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes on a whole range of nerdy topics now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. My name is Chris Beer and I am joined this week by my good friend and fellow nerd, Toby. How are you, Toby? Guten Tag, Fraulein. Yes, I'm good. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but I am good. <laughs> I don't know German. Spanish? Yes, German? No. So yeah, um... It's pretty much me tapped out. Well, you know... I understood it, so you know <laughs> we're off to we're off to a great start. We're off to a great Hooray. start. All right. Um, we thankfully we're doing the rest of this podcast in English because it would, <laughs> it would fall down very quickly. Um, this week we are here with a nerd news special. Um, it's been it's been a while since we've done nerd news. To be it fair, we, uh, we we haven't really covered anything uh, in, in in recent times, and it's something we wanted to get back into yep. more regularly. There's a lot that happens and. Specifically, recently, there's been a lot that has happened that yeah, we really want to get into. Been an interesting week. It has. It does not stop in the in the nerd world um, nope. in terms of announcements. Um, so let's get straight into them. Yarr. I think the big one that the world is talking about um, as it relates to the MCU, which is still going, um, yeah. and looking promising with Fantastic Four, not just announced, but cast yeah and who'd have thunk it I on know. valentine's day what a treat what a lovely treat from yeah. our significant others over at marvel yeah. thank, you, <laughs> thank you kevin feige and co for <laughs> this for all and... you nerds without boyfriends and girlfriends <laughs> here's the fantastic forecasting <laughs> i mean um so before we get into what we think uh just to clarify for anyone who hasn't been on the internet in the last 10 days or so uh sorry week even um we've got pedro pascal as reed richards aka mr fantastic we have yeah. vanessa kirby as sue storm aka the invisible woman joseph quinn as johnny storm aka the human torch and ebon moss Bacharach as ben graham aka the thing what do we think of this all hot stuff i must say though i will say that father's day would have probably been a better day <laughs> Because Pedro Pascal is the internet. Daddy. He is the internet daddy. <laughs> you missed the trick, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, they can maybe release the trailer. But um, wow, <laughs> yes, I great casting, great mm, casting, fantastic. Mm. I mean, Pedro Pascal. I think my only reservation about him is I think we've raised it before. He's a tad on the older side, and there's quite a substantial age differentiation between him and Vanessa Kirby, um, who I also uh -huh. think is inspired casting agreed i think she was fantastic as uh uh princess margaret in the crowd ground um, yep. and she's sort of gone strength to strength um and she was one of the most entertaining parts of the mission impossible like sort of new outings yes she's great she's good um yeah great too you've got uh eddie from stranger things eddie ah! from stranger things yeah you know, he's he's fantastic so i mean they've they've pretty much picked everyone from hot properties yeah, and, uh, I mean you've got Ebon Boss Makarat from uh, the, the Bear, Bear which yeah. is obviously quite. I haven't seen it, but I've heard very good things. Quite yep. short. It's on my ever expanding list of media to yeah, who consume. Has, who has all the time to watch everything? I know, I know. What I need, I need, um, I need some kind of time device. You know, like Burner's Watch. I'm showing oh, my. I'm showing, I'm showing my age now. Burner's Watch. That <laughs> is the. That is yeah. Carbon date me too, because Burner's yeah. Watch. That was literally the first thing I thought. I was like Burner's Watch. Yeah, Burner's Watch. Um. 
Um, Screw the TARDIS. Kids, if you haven't heard of Ferris Watch, there's plenty, I'm sure there's on YouTube. And the Queen's um, Nose. And the Queen's Nose, yeah. yeah. Demon Headmaster, all those shows. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> oh, good times. Um, but yeah, so obviously, like you say, Pedro Pascal is hot property in a minute. He's, he he's the go-to guy, obviously, Last of Us, Game of Thrones, and of course, Mandalorian. Yeah, and uh, the new movie. And the new, and the new movie. movie. You know, he's he's a busy man. Where's, how's he? Speaking of time, has he got any time? He's in well, I mean, everything. to be fair, he's just a voice actor in that really these days, isn't he, the Mandalorian? Yeah, but it's because he's so busy with everything else. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just kick, tick off all the franchises. Game of Thrones, Star Wars. You know, he'll be in the Lord of the Rings next. I, I like to, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, I mean. <laughs> um, but it's like, I think every like studio, any project they're casting going, have we called Pedro Pascal? He's not there. Okay, Pedro right. Pascal, yeah. Maybe we should do some auditions. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like you see, Vanessa Kirby was in The Crown. Uh, yep. Again, I haven't watched The Crown for reasons that I, you know, I'm just not into royal things, but I've heard it's very good and yep. she's very, and everyone's at it. But I mean, the cast of The Crown, every time I It's see, always been fantastic. I was yeah. like, good God, to get British royalty film wise no pun intended yeah to play british royalty to play british royalty that was not intended but happy coincidence um but yes she is one of the more fun uh, characters in the mission impossible films like you say yeah and i think but for me i think joseph quinn as johnny storm has that kind of energy yes that can give johnny storm kind of similar to what i guess chris evans had that kind of fun yeah. energy when he was that character and i think given what we saw from eddie in stranger things um, if Johnny Storm plays a guitar solo on top of a camper van in Fantastic Four as well, <laughs> then you know, yeah, I know he's got it in the bag, so yeah. um, so yeah, I think, um, and obviously, Ivan Moss Bakarak, who again, I've heard really good things from the bear, yeah, I'm confident this is probably maybe uh, we we mentioned like excitement for you know, things like Norway Home when that mm -hmm. was announced, etc., because of what that did. I think this is one of the more excitable marvel projects we've had in a long time yeah um, it's interesting because i've never really been and I, I will admit i know they're marvel's first family but i've never really been that bigger fantastic four uh, fan mm. i've always liked the villains like yeah. doom is one of the if not the peak marvel villain mm -hmm. you've then got galactus who introduces the silver surfer who's another fantastic character noran rad and then which I kind of hope they introduce into this film, which I, I don't know if we'll go into what we think our potential thoughts are in the movie. Well, but... I do have some notes on that, so we can go and, into and, it. And Nilus or Annihilus, um, mm -hmm. you know, the 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 opportunity to have him in that expands the realms of what they can do in the Marvel universe exponentially. You know, having something like the Annihilation Wave would just be amazing. Yeah, I think um, yeah, the potential ramification storylines and places they could go with marvel yeah it it gives them well for a number of number of reasons it gives them a lot of good ground to cover it first of all and i don't want to have on to about too much because i don't like giving him the press but you know there's a certain kang issue yeah. in the mcu that needs rectified yep. this help this helps with that because yep. obviously this will be part of the multiverse kind of saga that they're trying to you know, get up and running. Yep. If you, you go, oh, actually, we this this thing that we said was going to happen doesn't happen because obviously it's multiverses. You know, yep. we can change our mind whenever we want. It and I think that gives them 
it gives them that opportunity to spin a lot. Because... Gives them the best out, really, they can. Exactly. Um, what I hope is they don't try and twist it too much. So we're like, where, where are we? I, I want it to be kind of comprehensible. At the same yeah, time. I don't want them to abandon the the current MCU. Yeah. Or not, not the current MCU, but at least the, the previous MCU. They yeah. could say that everything post No Way Home has been an alternate earth every, every, everything that they no one liked you know all the kind yeah. stuff everything like yeah. that they just like that didn't happen in our universe it was a different universe yeah just throw yeah. it away exactly um but yeah i think and and also this is a, this is a period piece this is set in the 60s 1963 to yep. be specific Dep- looking at the poster that's what um the thing is reading is a life magazine from 1963 so yep. that sets up a lot of um First of all, fun capers for the 60s, a lot of 60s references, you know, I'm sure Beatlemania, that kind of stuff's going to play into it to make it fun. Um, But then obviously that means they they are not part of our current timeline, which then begs the question, how does that come about? Yeah. I I, I mean, that that, getting them to the main continuity is where I feel like it's going to be very scripted. And I've already, I think in our group chat, I already sort of, supposed my plan how it's going to work they're going to be experimenting in the negative zone they get trapped in the negative zone time dilation mumbo jumbo wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff time happens at a different rate the earth and present universe goes at a a, a faster speed they come out oh the world is different it's not the 60s anymore it's like 2027 or 28 or whatever it is in the mcu Mm -hmm. canon now because yeah. they're like several years ahead of us in sort of the yeah. There's timeline. there's the five year jump from the blip, yeah. obviously the not the blip, the snap, um, and then you know so they are ahead of us in the timeline. Uh, so you get that. I mean, obviously that kind of thing's been done not as extreme, but obviously with Captain America becoming forward yeah. in time, and you know that kind of. So I hope they kind of find a fresh spin on that. Um, yeah. But I'm sure they can. Um, but. Going back to our villain conversation, because I yes. think that the, the the thing about Fantastic Four, as you say, is the villains within that world. Um, there are great villains in the MCU, obviously, but you know, I think Doctor Doom, many would say, and Galactus are like two of the biggest hitters in yeah. that world. So from rumors, um, Doctor Doom will apparently make an appearance at some point. However, it seems that Galactus introducing Silver Surfer will be the road they go down in this okay doctor doom becoming more substantial more doomful um (laughs) as as things progress towards i guess secret wars and kang dynasty films okay okay so these are the everything's you know um hearsay rumors at this point yeah but all kinds of stuff so there's a lot that can happen we've literally just seen a poster and some casting but Obviously, as you say, the internet is rife with people fine, yeah. going over with a fine-tooth comb every detail. So, But those are the rumours that Galactus will potentially be the villain. Okay. So, okay. Go big or go home, right? I mean, Galactus is literally almost as big as you can get. So um, thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, Galactus could be really interesting. I mean, like I just said a few minutes ago, Silver Surfer is such an interesting character. You know, if you go into his he's i mean the emotional quandary like he sacrificed himself to become the herald of galactus to save his world but in doing so he's doomed countless other worlds to satiate galactus's hunger 
and he does nothing but have sort of ever long moral quandaries of what he's doing um whilst wielding the power cosmic which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean there's so much i just hope they don't do an mcu casting or mcu sort of route and just have him as like a Bodhi surfer dude it's like oh totally rocking dude hey, hey bro yeah <laughs> hey bro because i could just see them doing that for a dumb joke it's like i'm the silver oh. surfer dude just chill who, out man who would play that version of silver surfer <laughs> keanu reeves <laughs> yeah <laughs> I am an FBI agent. <laughs> no way. No way, dude. Yeah. I, I'm going to need a board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they could, and it would certainly be amusing for all of like two or three seconds, but then it just completely overstays well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a side note, Keanu Reeves should be an MCU at some point, just as Keanu Reeves. As John Wick, yeah, probably. Yeah, um yeah. I'd I'd be fine with that. But I think Galaxis is interesting because that is going almost right to the top um straight away. So we've said before about villains in MCU having a short shelf life being one um one and done films like, you know, Christian Bale, for example, in Thor, Love and Thunder, these really great characters that had potential i don't they obviously they can't do that with galactus because galactus is too big too important um yeah they can't just do away with him no so obviously there's a long-term plan here with galactus i guess Ho- hopefully Ho- you'd hope so maybe like I'm, I'm talking like a thanos type blueprint where you've yeah. got somewhere to look at in 20 films time to go oh do you remember when galactus was introduced and now look at him you know yeah we're, yeah we're, we're, we're proper fucked now yeah. um, <laughs> and he's and eating got, me so, he's yeah. eating me <laughs> yeah. um, but I think what would be good is obviously they get Galactus in and Silver Surfer and then Doom comes on board and basically rather than have one they've got a whole yeah. legion of bad guys to worry about um, does Kang still exist in some form probably a different form let's be honest mm. but how does that so you know like a sinister six type deal where you've got not just one guy with a little taste of everything yeah not got one guy with a gauntlet full of gems but actually super like how do you beat these guys because how do you thanos was such a a colossal force in the mcu towards the end that you need something to top that had the build-up to get to it it. and that's that's what really added to it because like just shoehorning i think the biggest risk with this is them just trying to shoe on the villain in because they need to, you know, like, I, because I, 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 I don't really feel like they had much of a build up to Kang. It was like I think someone mentioned someone being a, a problem, and then suddenly it was he who remains, and then it was like, oh, just watch out for the rest of me, and then there he was, and he, we were just sold. Yeah. he was the next big bad guy. Yeah, you kind of want to keep him, want, keep him waiting, keep him wanting yeah. more. Yeah, you know? and then the first outing, you know, he gets beaten by Ant Man, so you can't have you can't repeat that same error with doom or galactus you can't have realistically to make them the overarching threat that they need to be they almost need to win or at least not get into a confrontation so win whatever outcome they want so if doom's trying to get something unbeknownst to the fantastic four he needs to get that Mm -hmm. if it's him under like if we go in the secret rules route 
does he get information or does he get coordinates to know where the beyonders are so he can get the powers to then create secret war or the battle world and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. yeah so I, I don't know it's almost as if does the fantastic four does the central conflict mean the family dynamic getting them into the current iteration of the mcu so whatever yeah. their event like their hijinks and adventures are in the cosmic realm or whatever or the ne negative zone whatever they use as the the plot device yeah i think um there's rumors obviously that um you know return of certain characters who've since left the left the mcu when secret wars rolls around but you know yeah um this could be a um, and obviously, with like we spoke about with Deadpool and Wolverine, this could be the best versions of Earth's mightiest heroes come together to fight a force that transcends not just space but time and universes, etc. So yeah. you get your Iron Man's back, your Captain Americas, as this whole galaxy of superheroes from different timelines and universes come together to stop. Basically, that would, that would be cool. It would be cool, although um, given uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s little dig at Marvel during his BAFTA speech, um, yeah, maybe he's not. Maybe he's burning bridges. I don't know. Um, just uh, so you, you are uh, where you are because they uh, they gave you that shot. Well, yeah, it's like um, remember where you came from. Exactly. Um, but you know, don't get me wrong. If if they wanted them back, you come back. Let's be honest. Um, just because you want a BAFTA mate doesn't mean you're better than us. <laughs> um yeah but i think that it's very it's exciting the fantastic four sets up a very promising path um yeah. obviously you know marvel's been spotty as we've mentioned many times in the last in recent years but positive positive mental attitude yeah i've got to say actually just just musing how i'd like the fantastic four to be handed i'd, I'd kind of like it to be almost star trek-esque in how they approach mm. it in the sense that it's not necessarily a conflict opposed to them trying to just work the, their way out of a situation mm -hmm. and that, that it can be very much like they try and do the wibbly wobbly sci science type explanations like they yeah Star Trek, it but... needs to be a lot of science in this for the fantastic four from my yeah because it can't just be him stretching them out to something you know no, it, no. They've, they've got to lean into their character's strengths because that's that's mm -hmm. reed's biggest thing it's not how he's he's kind of stretching ability it's his mind yeah what, he's what he's, he he's, he's, he's one of the smartest people around you know if not the smartest yeah yeah he can set a room with tony stark and bruce banner all day and you know go toe-to-toe yeah. -to -toe with them so you know um that there's there's there are there are elements of fantastic four that i guess need to be respected i guess is the word yeah to exactly which I don't think, well, Fan Four Stick definitely didn't. Um, <laughs> and Fantastic Four, well, tried. they tried. tried. It, it was entertaining at times, but it was it was a it was a it was a fun funny superhero film at the end of the day. It wasn't. But um, Marvel have done right by most of their characters, to be fair. So yeah. um, I don't really have a problem with that. Um, no. Apparently, um, uh, the thing's representation is going to be very comic book accurate so they're obviously paying attention to those things um it's all about the eyebrows yeah that's the one well, that's where the emotion lies yeah. when, you've got, <laughs> when you've got a face made of stone <laughs> literally um so yeah july 25th 2025 which is just a few days before my birthday so Ooh, happy birthday yeah. to me at an age which i 
don't dare to disclose right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I guess that'll be a nice birthday outing we can all have together. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, some other um, news, which I've just seen on my screen, which I thought we'd just jump into. is very small, very much a rumor, but apparently Nicolas Cage is in talks to play Spider-Man Noir from Into the Spider-Verse in his own movie. Okay. Well, as in an animated movie or a live action? This is literally all I can see right okay, now. Okay. Okay. I, I assume. Why don't you have all the answers? I assume so because it's it's that it says it's that character. So I assume okay. it would be okay. some kind of. Okay. Um, obviously, his cameo in um, Into Spider Verse um, was great. Everyone's yeah. was. Um, does it warrant a full movie? I mean, the Spider-Man Noir graphic novel was interesting. I, I feel like the the iteration that they used in Into the Spider-Verse and then just, you know, the vision of him in Across the Spider-Verse, it's it's quite a bit different. It's quite a departure from what, we, what we've read in Spider-Man Noir, the actual comic book. So if they went that route, that would be quite cool because, you know, you've got Green Goblin and a whole myriad of other characters who are very different and Spider-Man Noir is very different, far more violent and more aggressive than sort of the current iteration of Spider-Man that yeah. we know. It, it gives them an avenue to go down a more mature R-rated kind of route. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a, that de- sort of... a detective noir Spider-Man mystery film sounds quite appealing, actually, when I think about it. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's done by the creative team who are responsible for Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse, because I feel like they're the only ones within the Sony properties that I would trust with mm-hmm. the material, because if um, our you, future you, you, upcoming you mean... <laughs> review has anything to say, Madam <laughs> Web is uh, not so great, and I can't really see Craven the Hunter doing anything better than that. To be honest, I mean, you never know. <laughs> ugh, well, we can't all get a Morbius. Um, this is true. This is true. Um, but yeah, I think yes, given the. I've got a lot of time for anyone in that kind of universe who made those films to do whatever they want to do. If they say to me, we're making a spinoff of Spider-Man Noir, it's, a, it's us as a team. I'll be like, hell yeah. yeah. I have full faith. It's going to be great. Um, well, I read those... today that a couple of the VFX artists went to Warner Brothers about trying to do a Batman Beyond movie, an animated Batman Beyond movie. And I was like, yes, all the all the money, yes. Give Why? them all the money. Yeah, but Warner <laughs> Brothers like, no, nah, we're not doing Batman Beyond. I was like, you idiots! You just don't know what money is. All the Warner Brothers should open their the wallets. Yeah, <laughs> every brother. Uh, It'd be so good. I've wanted a Batman Beyond movie for years. But you're right. In terms of recent Marvel output, uh, obviously you've got the Sony Spider-Man universe, which we will not mention right now because you know you, the internet's there, and we'll have an episode coming up. Um, <laughs> and 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 Marvel, I think the the Sony animation animation stuff is by far and beyond not just the best so Marvel properties, but one of the best superhero properties that's yeah. out there. And just generally, it goes it goes toe to toe with any other films that are in the theaters 100%. when it comes out. Um, so if those people are making films, I'm gonna put good. I'm gonna have a lot of faith in what they are putting out yeah. and if and obviously i love i love me some nick cage don't get me wrong so yeah 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 he's yeah he's 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 a unique actor yeah. and i love him <laughs> but um if he's gonna do that then i'm all for it so yeah, so yeah this is that um so other years we've got we're off to video games now 
and the new Borderlands movie has had its first look yes. uh, today, uh, today or yesterday. I can't remember, but I I've seen, I saw it today. Um, it w- it shows the likes of Kate Blanchett uh, as Lilith, including other actors as Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Jamie Lee Curtis, many more people. Um, just some quick um, looks of them as at the characters. Um, not a lot more information. Obviously, anyone who's played Borderlands will understand the kind of world that lives that lives in. But um, what do we think about this? How does it look? I mean, the background, sort of behind the scenes gossip, has not been positive about mm. this. Like, there's been a lot of like reshoots and you know people not having faith in the script because this has been in the running for a long time. I think like before 2020 mm-hmm. um so yeah. it's it's been sort of in a, a a production purgatory for a long time and i mean i think it's a miracle that it's coming out because again like i said mm-hmm. it's, it's been a long road to get here um the trailer like the like it was the teaser trailer because the trailer for itself is actually coming out tomorrow it it looks like what it's setting out to be in terms mm-hmm. of a borderland movie i have played the first i played three borderlands film uh, games they're fine i kind of find they get a bit repetitive after a while yeah there's um it, it has gimmicks but then those gimmicks just repeat yeah for... and I, I know there's a story to it and i did enjoy the first two um like handsome jack's a great character mm-hmm. um and and i guess lilith was an interesting character kate blanche is a, a unique choice for that she looks the part in the film yeah or at least in the trailer little older than I would have expected, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's quite an older cast in general, apart from Ariana Greenplatt, um, who seems to yeah. be getting everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not putting many eggs in that basket and I'm not wholly excited. I'd love to be proved wrong. And then like reviews come out and say, oh, it's fantastic. And then, you know, again, I might see the trailer tomorrow and be more hyped, but I'm on the fence, really. I'm 50-50 on it. Yeah, it's interesting you say these. It has been a long time coming, Borderlands movie. I think video game adaptation movies always have that kind of look at the Bioshock movie. I mean, the first time I heard about that was, yeah. God, must have been about 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, there are Silent Hill took ages to make a film. You know, yeah. there's all. The thing is, the, the property goes, and then you've got to find the right script that evokes the feeling of the game, but. You get the right director who has a vision and doesn't match up with the publishers of the game. It, there's there's so many things that have to go right for a video game. I mean, there's so many things that have to go right for any movie to get made. Yeah, but when you've Pump got Resident so Evil, many... they just keep pumping those crap films out. Well, yeah, I mean, the first few are fun, but after a while, you're like, this is just ridiculous now. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I mean, th- th- there are there are certain obstacles to be overcome. That are specific to adapting video game stuff. Yeah, and and I think there is the the old adage that video game adaptations don't particularly do great. I think there's no. ov- there's obviously been recent examples that prove otherwise. Um, but I think Borderlands is a property that could be fun as a yeah. movie, but how different it can be. And also, when you're playing a game, when you're watching a video a film based on a game very different things which is why i think a lot of them don't work because you're not in the control of it yeah. um, which we which we said before but then again i go back to things like the last of us which 
it's probably the best video game adaptation of all time. Yeah. And very, not... very tonally different to Borderlands. Very tonally different, but yeah. it's about it. But that's the th- it's about nailing the the I guess the feeling of the game. Yeah. Which you know, um, I mean, if they're brave with it, they can go. They can sort of go ham fist really get just go balls to the wall because yeah they could go nuts absolutely crazy because it is a crazy game there's yeah. all kinds of weird stuff going on there's all kind of crazy characters kind of crazy weapons guns all kinds of stuff you yeah. can do there's, you know you drive on the moon and planets and zero gravity there's all kinds of fun stuff they could do yeah um but i just feel like na- it's gonna play it safe it's nailing that yeah it's nailing yeah. that kind of thing i think say what you want about the mario movie the mario movie is essentially the atmosphere of a Mario game. It's fun. It's bright. It's energetic. It's nonstop. Yeah. It's crazy, you know, and it gets the feeling of the Mario movie, which is probably why it did as well as it did. I quite enjoyed it. And I'm yeah. a massive Mario fan. Yeah. Um, other people, not so much, but if you're not really into Mario, but it's, it's, I guess my point is if you're not really into that kind of game, then it's hard to, um, get on board with a film version of that. Whereas yeah. I think something like the last of us is so, unique in its narrative and story that it can work it could work in any media you could do it as a play and it would probably work yeah Um, i I think the thing with the the, you know what this kind of gives me vibes of i'm gleaning a lot from like a a 30 second trailer is it gives me vibes of jumanji like the the remake mm -hmm. or not the remakes but the reboot with uh, it could just be because kevin hart's in it but and jack black but i i kind of get the vein that this it gives me Jumanji vibes. Like I like the reboot, the first one, and the second yeah. one's okay. They're it, fun. It was entertaining. Fun, and I, I, if they can, if they can execute a fun film, that's fantastic. I really don't see this having too many legs because Borderlands is popular to a degree, but I can't see the wider populace being overly like, "What the hell's Borderland?" and "Why do I want to spend money on seeing it?" No, and it's 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 one of those like yeah, if it's fun, great, you know. But is it going to be a four, five, six film franchise? Yeah, where do you go with that? I mean, it's only had a hand. Well, I say a handful of games. It's had quite a few, but um, where do you go? Where do you yeah. go once you've once once your cards are shown with these kind of things? It's hard to then build on that. Yeah. Um, there are there are some other games that are due to be ad- adapted that are coming out. So you've got Ghost of Tsushima, which is a great story and a great game. Yeah. It's which has been directed by Chad Stahelski, who did John Wick. So I think that's a Ooh. great, that's a great fit yeah. for me. Um, that's a cinematic that's, game. So it's, that's, that that's, is a super cinematic game. Very much flip, like Last of Us, where it can translate. Exactly. Um, if anyone, by the way, hasn't played Ghost of Tsushima, absolutely go and play great it. Game. Absolutely. Um, especially if you're into like uh, feudal Japan and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's so good. Beautiful game. Uh, looks stunning as well. Um, from white Kurosawa style. Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. With Japanese and subtitles and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel like you just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for the second game. I'm gonna get um, Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's just let's just cancel this. Um, but on the on the on the subject of I guess cinematic games, yeah, they do work. But then you've got something like Death Stranding, which is becoming a film as well or a TV show, Ooh, which okay. is a very cinematic game, but it's also pretty yeah. much. Norman Reedus says works for Amazon. <laughs> yeah, of, it's the walking you know. simulator. Yeah, it's a walking. It's. A, I love it. I think it's one of my favorite favorite I've games. Just started it. Um, I got the PlayStation Platinum uh, yeah. membership, so it came like the director's cut version came out, and I've heard that like that's the the that version is, to that play. Is the version to play, and the I've... the second one trailer came out what like last week. 
Yeah, so oh, yeah. It, it's kind of like, it, I was like, that looks so, <laughs> yeah, it looks so it's crazy. Not shit crazy, yeah. yeah I, like a, a man using a guitar axe and yeah. So yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of have to see what all the madness is about because I kind of yeah. gave it wide berth because I wasn't really interested in the gameplay. But what I would say is anyone who hasn't, we're going to Death Stranding tangent now, but anyone who, has, who hasn't played Death Stranding or has tried to get into it, I'd say stick with it because it does hit a point where you go, I can really see what he's doing here. Hideo Kojima for me is one of the best video game genius people I've ever played his games. Um, he's certainly drinking that, his own milkshake though. He is. He's full of himself, but yeah. you know, it's like footballers. If you're good, true, true. you know, you can back it up. Um, but I think he comes up with ideas that no one would think of and some probably some shouldn't think of, you know, but, you know, um, but for me, Death Stranding, the movie, I don't see how that sells to yeah. a wider audience. Um, I just don't get it. Yeah. Whereas things bad. like uh, Detective Pikachu 2, absolutely. Yep. Very much on board for that. Loved the first one. Love first one was a surprise joy to watch. It was I brilliant. loved it. Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu. Who's, yeah. Whoever whoever cast that deserve I hope they got a raise or <laughs> whatever they did. Um but like things like Duke Newcomb's getting a game uh, a video uh, uh, yeah, which you know, I hope it's not from the nineties because you know it wouldn't really fly now. No. Um but Gears of War okay. has a has potential. Yeah. Okay. And then one that one that I'm kind of happy about, but also wonder why is Until Dawn. Have you played Until Dawn? Until Dawn. Oh yeah, I mean that is basically it is basically a movie, video game movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, for those who don't know, is like a interactive game about kids in the woods. Yeah, it's just a quick being, time being haunted by a serial killer. Yeah. Um, which is quick time events, but a lot of it's basically a choose your own story kind of adventure. Really good game. Loved it. Um, completed the whole thing in like seven hours straight. Wow. Um, but um, but it's already a film, so I don't understand yeah. why you, what, what are they going to do. Um, but this is the thing, I guess, with things like Borderlands, etc. It's like, where do you go with it? How yeah. do you make it fun? How do you make it different from the game, but keep the gamers? There's a there's a fine balance with that. That yeah. is very rarely hit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Like you said, the trailer will come out tomorrow. If you're listening to this, that was yesterday um so um so if you listen to this on the day it comes out it was yesterday um then we'll see but it could be could be fun but i'm always a bit skeptical when it comes yeah. to the video game i mean thing. realistically how many i mean the last of us obviously landed but i'm i'm and i guess mario to a certain audience but i'm finding it hard to really think of many video game adaptations i liked the first silent hill movie i really liked it but I mean, there were issues with it, and it kind of conflated a few of the games together. Yeah, I think that was a that was a symptom of I don't know if I'm getting a second game here, so I'm going to yeah. put in stuff I don't want a uh, second film even. Yeah. Um, I think the first one does a lot; it, it changes a lot of the elements, obviously yeah. plot wise. Um, but I think it does well to evoke a feeling of Silent Hill, which yeah. is what I wanted. Um, and it's I think it's good for the fans. The second one was dreadful. Yeah, absolutely should never have been made should never be made um and there there are more in the works apparently silent hill God. world is expanding but everything recently has is being um kind of panned and the silent hill 2 remake doesn't fill me with confidence from what i've seen at the minute so no. but yeah there's there's lots of properties that are being adapted and some you're right 
what what has really landed in terms of video game adaptations you know open to debate say assassin's creed probably didn't you know there's a halo tv show i haven't seen but don't know how it's doing i've heard mixed things like the first one was i mean people just seem to hate the fact that he took his mask off Mm -hmm. and then seem to hate the so-called quote-unquote woke agenda that was thrown into it which just seems to be the controversy in every bloody TV show and movie these days. Yeah. Everyone seems, oh, there's always a, an agenda in there somewhere. It's like, they're just making a Halo TV show. Like, either enjoy it or don't. They've enjoy got it. an IP to sell. Yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. pretty much what they're doing. Not to be cynical about it. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're trying that's to the widen line. their market. Yeah. Um, but I've heard it. So, like, for those who've enjoyed it, they do enjoy it. Well, we'll see. I guess we'll see more about Borderlands when it comes out. Um, so next up, we something we are so so excited about, uh, which is finally, which seemed seemed like forever, especially for you guys who watched it um, ages ago. I've I've just been watching recently, but we're talking about Invincible season two. Oh yes, part two. Yeah, which is due to release on Thursday, the fourteenth of March. I'm finally, um, it is so good. Obviously, we've seen the trailer. Yeah. It was, I, I, I was, I've, I've watched it numerous times in a row. It was, uh, it was great. What did we think? I, I loved it. I mean, I, it was one of those perfect little trailers where it, it gave little snippets, but not too much of where they're going. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get some beautiful imagery of Angstrom Levy in Angstrom a, Levy, uh, yeah. in a suit. Um, yeah, I think it was exactly what it needed to be, a teaser. Let, let's not yeah. give too much because, I mean, mm-hmm. we've only got, what, another five episodes if we're lucky. Yeah. So don't give too much away. I, I'm so excited for it. I, I love me some yeah. Invincible. Yeah, I think I think we said when we talked about part one was that it was kind of laying the groundwork for what, I guess, part two yeah. would bring us. So it, it, there was a lot of there was a lot of heavy emotion at the start of part one because yeah. of what happens at the end of season one. Um, there was a lot of character work, character building, which I think now they've they did really well at. And now they're in a position where they've established all that and they can now because this trailer looks like it goes a bit balls to the wall in terms yeah. of action and stuff. Um, obviously, the, the tentacle um, creatures are back yep. they're um they're becoming more of a threat because they kind of were introduced fell off a bit and now you've realized actually they are a force to be reckoned with yeah obviously omni-man's been taken back he's now got to answer for things and yes. then as a mark's, failed mate. yeah mark's dealing with the aftermath of all that after the fight yeah. um you know and you've still got all these great other characters like um his mom you know all the and and then everywhere all the other heroes um i think yeah for me it promises a lot of um i guess great action set pieces um yeah it does it does seem to like sort of give the the groundwork for having a battle on two fronts so you've got mark trying to deal with the the aftermath of the conflict between no well Omni Man him and the the other Viltrumites and then it kind of gives sets the stage for the Guardians of the Globe to have their own conflict yeah. with the 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 tentacle creature I forget what they're called now so do I um, but it, you know so I guess it it kind of lays the groundwork for three central conflicts you know the alien invasion and the Guardians of the Globe. Mark Grayson getting back to Earth and then setting up Angstrom Levy as uh, as the overarching villain for this particular season or building up to the following season. Yeah, I think that I I personally think that'll become a season three thread. Um, I think what we'll probably we might see is 
Omni-Man and Mark teaming up to fight the alien invasion, but obviously dealing with the Viltrumite issue as well. So I think that'll be a, a re a, a rebonding, I guess, is not the correct, but like a reconnection of father and son under tenuous circumstances for the greater good. Um, which the greater good. The greater good. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, um, so yeah, there's, there's 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 so many layers that can go on, and then you've I think we said before it's such a strong show with characters that even outside of um, Mark and Omni Man etc., you've got a whole cast of characters that you could give a whole episode whole episodes to and just enjoy yeah um but we only we only get five i think so yeah it's it's going to be over before we know it but they will thankfully and i like this new thing that's coming back is they're releasing weekly which is good i like this yeah Um, it it, 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 you sound less confused i I am just because of the the brief amount of episodes we get because yes it's it's just like ah it's a tantalizing tease for five episodes you know if if it was like a 12 or 24 episode season then maybe i'll be like oh, I'm, I'm more inclined to wait but when it's five i want to binge that damn it yeah i i no, i get that and i have conversations with people and i think oh why would you want to wait a week why didn't you just want to binge it i was like well i like to digest i like but also, you binge two t- seasons well yeah but, uh, it was good. what can i say <laughs> exactly exactly how are you gonna it, go episodic but, now yeah but i think when you've got something's because you try and watch all this stuff you're saying to look forward to yeah, there's always there's something to look forward to. Yeah. You have time to digest it, talk about it with people, you know. Um, I, I remember when Stranger Things, I think one of the seasons came out, and I watched it all in a day, and I was like, well, that's gone. I waited yeah, two years, I've and it's that. gone yeah. in eight hours. I was like, that's ridiculous. It's the way they've, they've like, Netflix has, has done that to us all, you know. It, yeah. It, it set the groundwork for this just binge, bingeable shows. You've just got to watch everything in one day, like I mean, one and I, done. I, yeah, I mean, I had entire box sets of Lost and stuff when I was growing up. So, you know, it was just, but you had to physically go and change the DVD. It wasn't so case yeah, just yeah. sitting there. You got like three it. episodes, then you had to change the disc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas now you just wait 10 seconds and it just... Yeah. It's, Back it's, it's in like, my day, we used to have to wait, wait weekly for our episodes to come out. I don't know why yeah. I become a Southern man. <laughs> A gentleman will wait <laughs> multiple oh, seconds. I vapors thinking about it. Um, yeah, but you you did, you did, you had to wait weekly for your episode of yeah. Lost or whatever. So and but I, I always use Lost as an example. But the discussion around shows generates so much more when you've got a week to talk about it. Like yeah. even things like I don't know if you watched The Traitors, which was on BBC. No, no. Um, but um. I don't do reality TV, but I think for me, it's one of the best things I've ever watched um, in terms of it show, but it's on every week. So you're literally spending the week talking about it with people, theorizing, coming up with ideas, coming up with all this stuff. And I like that kind of discourse that people get when they watch something weekly. Yeah. Um, Opposed if to you go... just getting trailers and doing podcasts about it. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, <laughs> you can't have a niche, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like, if you watch some, if you watch, if I watch all eight episodes in a row, and someone goes, "I haven't seen them yet," I go, "Well, I can talk to you about it." And you go, "Oh, but what, what yeah, episode is, are you up that to?" That is true. What episode are you up true. to? You're on, you're on episode five. What happened in episode five again? I don't know because I watched eight in a row. I have no idea what episode <laughs> it was about. Um, yeah, that, that that is also true. I I've done that so many times where I've binged the whole show and I'm like, ah, oh, there's a bit in the middle I didn't quite catch. What the hell episode was that? Yeah, you know, they're like, oh, was that four? Or five? I'll, I'll just do it all over <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but don't get me wrong. Like hands up, 
if something comes up and it's really good, I will binge watch the hell yeah. out of it. Um, because I can. Um, <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> but I do like it when I'm, you know, I have the opportunity to digest something on a weekly basis. Yeah, and yeah, like we say, we will have this. And with that, we'll be able to do our um, just chatting episodes where we'll be talking all about Invincible C- uh, episode by episode, week by yep. week. So very much looking forward to that. And finally, we have another exciting TV series announcement coming this time to Disney Plus uh, is X-Men 97, which is a revival continuation, I guess, of the 1992 series, which this is a spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't seen the 1992 series, ends with the loss of Charles Xavier for the X-Men. Charles? Yes, and <laughs> very good. Um, so yeah, this basically picks up right where that series left off all those years ago. Uh, yeah, this was this was a, a an exciting, fun announcement. Yeah, interesting. I don't know how I feel. Like I, <laughs> I, I mean, I was really excited. I'm excited. The, uh, yeah, I'm. I was really excited by the prospect of it. And you know me about animated shows. I am, yes, I am true. the Mr. Advocate. I just felt the magic wasn't there. For me, mm. I felt like Ooh. the animation, it felt very CGI. Yeah. Like it, it, I, I, will, I will agree with you on that. And it, it felt very static. And it, I, I felt like they tried so hard to kind of recapture they lost the essence of what the 2D animation was all about. Mm. You know, they tried to go for that. They try to recapture that style rather than, you know, maybe updating it and sort of moving it for a new audience. And I, I felt like it, 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 it visually, and I'm going only by a trailer, so I might be completely proven yeah. wrong, but it, it felt to me that it, it kind of lost the soul of it visually. Mm. You know, I, I like the premise the voice actors coming back from 30 or years ago. Yeah. That's yep. crazy. That's br- amazing. Mind blowing. Yeah. Everyone sounds a little different, but I mean, it's going to be in like 20. I mean, they're 30, 30, they're 30 years older. Yeah. But yeah, for me, just, just from looking at the trailer, I mean, the Gambit Wolverine claws bit at the end was awesome. Yeah. Like whoever thought of that chef's kiss, I can't believe we have, it's been this long. We've never seen that before, but just, just the the visuals of the animation just felt a little soulless. Yeah, I, I I do agree with that. I think I think what I was looking at from a I think I got overwhelmed by excitement of nostalgia, which I, <laughs> which I, which I often do. It happens when you get older. I just you know. Um, I'm well aware. Have a I, bitter I, old crone. But I, but I did I did notice. I was like, okay, well, you know, it's not it's not as it's not as polished as I'd like, you know, we're in an age where animation has really taken steps forward and there are ways of capturing an aesthetic from before, but making it feel like, you know, it's moved on enough. So yeah, it doesn't feel stale. Um, I look at shows like obviously invincible, you know, those kind of shows, um, even like, I think the animation in legend of Vox Machina is great um there are you know there are ways of doing it to give it that kind of feel but make it look make it pop i guess is the thing um but i am super excited that the original cast is back um i think that's great because they could have quite easily modernized and gone with as many do more known actor 
less voice actor people. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad they didn't. Um, that gives it that kind of veritas as a revival. Um, it, it would be weird if you went from straight watching the 1992 one to then, you know, Cyclops is voiced by, you know, I don't know. Yeah, David Har- although David it's, Harbour it's or been something. so long know. now, I can't think of anyone voicing Wolverine other than Steve Bloom. This is true. This is true. Exactly. So can you imagine it being, you know, I don't know, someone else? Um, I, I, I had no name off the top of my head. Yeah, so this will be this will be uh, released on March 20th. So no doubt we'll be back to talk about our thoughts on that more. I know Ian is super excited for it as well. So yeah, we will be back to talk about that. I think that's it for now, Toby. Thank you very much for joining me. It's been great catching up on all the nerd news. Um, it's been a while, like I say, so it's been good to catch up on all the stuff that's happening in our nerdy little worlds. Um, yes. Um, thank you, as always, to all of you wonderful listeners. We do appreciate every single one of you. Uh, remember, if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, uh, you can listen to us talk about all kinds of things on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We'll have upcoming uh, episodes on uh, Madam Web. Um we're trying to restrain our thoughts on that as best we can. <laughs> Madam Weave. Uh, Madam Weave. Uh, and also our upcoming episode on superheroes in video games, where we'll have a special guest. You can find us on Instagram or you can email us at thephantasonepodcast at gmail.com or at thephantasonepodcast on Instagram if you want to message us or get in touch. But for now, until next time, thank you all and goodbye. Ta-ta for now.